Investing my time, spend with myself I wouldn't trade it for anything else You got my eyes, I got your back You and me ain't nothing better than that I hope one day that you'll listen to this song Keeping us close when I've been gone Every word was written for you, yeah, yeah When I go, just know I'll come back If traffic's slow, just know I'd run back To you, I know this world can get kind of Hello and welcome to Raising Them Up, Up and Away. My name is Jeff Tollefield. Welcome back. Happy to be back. I took uh, the month of May off. We had kind of a busy month. My sister was in town. We had his birthday, all kinds of stuff going on. So I figured instead of pulling my hair out, trying to schedule recording times and editing times, I figured I would just take a couple weeks off, you know, let May happen and then come back to it. So it's good to be back. And I'm actually recording this um the day before we watched the ted lasso finale and that's significant because it kind of it ties into what i want to talk about tonight and i will bring it back to the kids i promise but ted lasso is a show that falls into the mold of shows that i really like that really tie together super great comedy with really really sometimes gut-wrenching um, emotion. Um, and coincidentally, Ted Lasso and one of my other favorite shows, both of which are by the incredible Bill Lawrence, um, Ted Lasso and Scrubs um, do it to perfection. So growing, growing up, I, and I wish I had more examples of this. I have like one major one, but growing up, I was, you know, I was very like sentimental and um, I don't want to say I was an emotional kid, but I was never, you know, afraid to, you know, cry at something that was sad or, you know, something like that. I was never afraid to hide my emotions, I'll say. Um, and the one example that I really have of that is like, I think the first time I saw Titanic, um, I remember like getting really, really sad and I, I'm pretty sure crying. I was nine years old, um, crying when, you know, towards in the back half, when all the people were, you know, in the ocean freezing to death, um, and screaming children, you know, who don't know what's going on and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, that kind of stuff for a nine-year-old kid, you know, a lot of people would, you know, they'll tell kids, it's just a, you know, it's just a movie stop crying, stuff like that. Um, a lot of parents aren't, either they don't know how or they don't want to, you know, create a safe space for their children, sometimes specifically boys, to, you know, emote properly. Um, so I've always been very thankful that I grew up in a <laughs> an environment where that was, you know, encouraged and just kind of the norm. Um, so getting back to Scrubs and Ted Lasso, I, you know, I, as an adult watching these shows, it's really been great having examples of that on TV. Um, you know, in Scrubs, the main character JD is a self-described, um, sensi or a sensitive guy. And I mean, Scrubs is, I don't have numbers on it, but it's probably up there as one of the, you know, it's a very famous show and very popular, especially, you know, in reruns and streaming is, you know, caught a whole new audience. 
in the recent years. Um, and then in Ted Lasso, it's not so much about, well, I'll say this. At first, it wasn't so much about, you know, the male characters, you know, emoting um, properly, but it, it's there's definitely been more of that in the recent season as, you know, as they grow, as characters should and do. But what I, the big moment that I have cried at, I think I've watched the series twice now. Um, and the point that I cried at both times is at the, um, hmm, do I want to spoil it? Well, I, I'll say this. There's a point in one of the later episodes of the first season where, you know, they're, they're down, the soccer team is down and, you know, Ted gives us incredible halftime speech um, where he references the miracle on ice and that part mixed with the next part where they, you know, come back to score. And it's, uh, you know, one of the, you know, one of, one of the great sports moments. Um, I mean, some could call it a cliche, but you know, the halftime speech coupled with them achieving their goal was I'm a sucker for good for good sports uh, moments. Um, I mean, the movie Miracle, which is about the Miracle on Ice, the 1980 Olympic hockey team, that the dramatized movie about that, um, I cry at that too, at the halftime speech Coach Herb Brooks gives. So yeah, so what I want to talk about in this episode in in relation to my kids is I want to be very deliberate and planful in normalizing um, proper emoting for them and making sure that they know that it's more than okay for boys to feel their feelings and, um, you know, cry when you want to. And because, I, you know, I don't know how, how much young kids have changed, but, you know, going to school and if you get caught crying at school, you run the risk of being called certain names and, you know, bullied and stuff like that. So, you know, in the face of that, it's tough, but I want them growing up knowing that it's okay to feel your feelings, um, especially coming from a mental health background and knowing and having seen what the negative effects can be of not being encouraged in that. So, so it's funny. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about this subject and he had see, he had asked me if I had seen the new Guardians of the Galaxy yet, which I haven't still. Um, but I know I've, from what I've read, it's, you know, there are parts or a certain part that is very emotional and, you know, it's making everybody cry and stuff like that. Uh, so we were on the subject and I was saying, you know, you know, I was always, I told him I was always pretty emotional as a kid and, you know, crying at things, movies and such. And I said, it's only gotten worse as a parent. Um, I said, forget anything that's Disney or Pixar. You know, it all, it all gets to me now. <laughs> and he, he sent him too, and he doesn't even have kids. And he's just something about being in your, in your mid thirties, you just start to see things differently. And one of the common ones that we had was soul, the movie soul, which is about a guy who dies accidentally and you know he goes to the soul world and kind of learns the lesson of you know that your life doesn't have to be built around one 
thing that you want for yourself, you know, can take you in many different ways. And, you know, it's about finding your true purpose in life, a soul's true purpose in life. And he thought that his purpose was to play music professionally. But then he learns that, you know, it's actually, he actually enjoys teaching more. Spoiler alert, sorry. Um, so uh, Nicole and I watched it pretty soon after Ben was born. Um, he was upstairs sleeping we, and we watched it. And at, at the end, she looks over, I'm just sobbing on the couch. Um, and I think it was because it was because of the idea that the, the idea of your purpose in life being to help other people find their purpose uh, and that, you know, and to me meant, you know, being a parent and this thing that I, we had just recently embarked on and it just hit me like a tidal wave. Um, and then the, the most, the most recent example is Encanto um, where in the flashback where the grandfather, you know, tells them to go on and he goes back and goes back to try to stall the, uh, the soldiers, um, you know, leaving his wife and three, three babies. The really crappy thing about that movie is that they show that scene twice in the movie, like once at the beginning and once at the end. And it's not fair because it gets me both times. Um, and I mean, that's just as a parent, how can you watch that and not, you know, think of situations where, you know, you would have to, you know, sacrifice yourself to save your family. You know, obviously you don't want to do that, but if the situation arose, of course you would. It's just really hard. And I, um, I'll tie in the next idea with one more uh, Disney example was Coco. Um, it came out a while ago, but I'll still say spoiler. Um, when the grandmother dies at the end, um, that got me really hard because I, I can't exactly remember when we watched it, but um, I'm going to put a, a trigger warning in here for my family because I'm going to talk about grandma and grandpa. Um, you know, my grandmother had not been doing well for a while. And when we watched Coco, it just kind of washed over me that, you know, the end was probably near. Um, and just the idea of a world without my grandparents was hard to stomach. Um, and then, and then years later, when we lost my grandpa, um, which was just last year, actually, um, we, we didn't bring the boys to the, um, service at the cemetery just because they were, uh, very little. I mean, Henry was very, was only four months old at the time. Um, and Ben, you know, he, it would have been hard to um, manage him there. Um, so we left him with Nicole's parents, but part of me wishes that at least Ben had been there just so that he could observe me. Um, because I, you know, not surprisingly was a wreck. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, my grandfather was a Navy guy, worked on a sub and after the service, they played um, Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darren. <laughs> and this is a song I know very well. I love that song. Um, you know, it's on all of my, like, you know, 50s and 60s Spotify playlists. Um, so, I, you know, I listened to it many, many times before this. So I knew. So as soon as those, the intro notes came on, I 
burst into tears. Um, and then, and then we actually had like a little family gathering at our house. Nicole and I hosted and, you know, I was, I was okay, you know, hosting and stuff like that. And then everybody left and put the boys to bed. And, um, I don't know, something told me that I wasn't done for the day. So I, I played beyond the sea on Spotify and again, just burst into tears. Um, and so I, um, and it doesn't happen every time I hear it anymore, but sometimes still, um, for a while when I would put Henry to bed, I would, you know, hold him and rock him and I would sing it to him to help him fall asleep because it was one of the first songs I could think of that I could sing without like needing the lyrics that I knew all the words to like by heart that I could just do acapella. So, and then it, of course it worked. So I started doing it, you know, most nights when I would put him to bed. Uh, and the first time I did it, I cried a little bit while I was doing it. Um, but then it got better. It got easier as time went on. Cut to probably a couple months ago. First time we showed Ben um, Finding Nemo. I had completely forgotten that Beyond the Sea plays over the ending credits. So that one hit me then. And this, I don't know, I'm going down a weird rabbit hole now, but I guess it's all to say that um, you never know what's going to get you. Um, but all we can do is be there for our kids and let them know that, you know, their house and their parents are a completely safe space to feel whatever they're feeling. And I feel a very strong, I feel, I feel very strongly that, um, I don't know, I guess I just want them to grow up knowing that it's okay to feel your feelings. Okay, so I think that's it for the sad part of the show. I also, I wanted to talk about how showing emotions doesn't just mean the sad parts of things. So I also feel like another big part of it is um, showing Ben and Henry that, you know, that it's okay for boys to, you know, be expressive about how they feel about others. And um, then it's okay to be like, physically expressive, um, showing people how you care about them. Cause like, that's a weird way of saying it. But the example I'll give is the other day, my mom said that, you know, she noticed that a lot of times when she looks at me and the boys, you know, I'm always like kissing them on the head and you know, hugging them real tight and stuff like that. And I thought about it, like, I know that I do those things, but I never really thought about why. Um, and I don't know. It's, I mean, first of all, because I love them so friggin' much, but also, I don't know, I just, I want them to know, because I want them to know that I love them, and that, um, you know, they'll never have to earn affection from me um, in any way, shape, or form. And yeah, I guess that's it. I just want to model being very forthcoming with affection and, you know, showing people that, that you love them. You know, I don't ever want them to think that, you know, love is a transactional thing that, you know, people have to do certain things before you can show them that you care or stuff like that. And that sounds, that sounds dark, but I mean, it happens, it's out there. And there are representations of that in the media, you know, where 
you know, where guys are supposed to be, you know, cool and, you know, cold and real macho. And, you know, it's, it's okay to like those, those movies or shows or, you know, whatever those action, action stuff. But as long as you know that, you know, it's okay to also hug your buddy and, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. Moral of the story is that, I don't know, everybody just love each other and normalize, normalize that for your kids. Show them it's okay to cry at movies and TV shows and it's okay to emote in front of your kids. If they ask you about it, that's okay. Talk to them about it in an age appropriate way, of course, but it does them a disservice if you, you know, if you're crying about something and they ask you what's wrong and, you know, you wipe the tears away and, you know, stop abruptly and say nothing, nothing, nothing. That just models the completely wrong thing for them that, you know, showing emotion is a weakness and then that, you know, you shouldn't let people see you crying. So I don't know. I just, I mean, I know that our household is going to be fine that way, but you know, they won't always live here. Um, so I just want, I just want to prepare them for, you know, going out in the world and make them as emotionally um, capable as I can. So I think I'll end on that note. Um, thank you all for listening. Welcome back to the show. Um, if you haven't shared with people you know, um, always my theme song, Jude's Song, is by Connor Price. You can find him on Spotify, Apple Apple Music, uh, wherever, you get, where, or wherever you get your music. Um, yeah, and I'll be back with... Uh, more episodes in the coming weeks. Thanks. Bye. Summer comes and it goes. Rain turns into snow, but that's the way that it goes. Yeah. Call.